guys and welcome to Taylor's Life. Today I've got an episode about M-E and don't ask me to pronounce it. Charlotte is on the podcast to chat about it and I chat about her experiences and what have you. So let's welcome Charlotte to the Taylor's Life podcast. Hello Charlotte and welcome. Hello, thank you very much for having me. <laughs> thank you so much. And before we forget, can you just say what M-E stands for we won't have to say it again because I know it's a mouthful yeah it's honestly so impossible to say it's well I get it wrong half the time too so (laughs) it's myalgic encephalitis I think (laughs) we will put it in the description box so then if anybody (laughs) wants to see how it's spelled or try and pronounce it (laughs) so before we get into the podcast what have you been working on recently Do you have like a hobby or what have you? Check me through yourself. So at the moment, I am kind of building up like hopefully a little photography career for myself. Um, So I am transitioning hopefully to go into the wedding industry. So I have been doing some styled shoots and kind of things like that. And also I've just been watching a lot of TV and playing the new Legend of Zelda game, which has (laughs) kind of taken over my whole life. (laughs) I have not played that game, but I do need to play it. That's very exciting about the photography. Yes, yes. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that because of how like my condition is that I basically just need a lot of flexibility in my work and kind of running my own business and photography in itself can be like, well, I can make it as flexible as I need to make it. So that was where I started with. And then I don't know, I just love people and I love celebrating people, um, which is why I'm kind of like going towards the wedding industry. And it's just so lovely. And it's just so wholesome. And I'm just loving it at the moment. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. So did you get into photography like quite recently? Or have you been into it for like a really long time? I've been into it for a really long time. I had always had a camera when I was a lot younger and then I did it at A level and then like completely dropped it and had like no interest in it at all um and then when I got ill kind of through COVID I was like I need a job I need a job that I like I need a job that is fun (laughs) I need something that is flexible so yeah that's I've been in it for a long time but also a short time too if that makes any sense I get that so like that little break actually was quite a long break was it when you went to university yeah so I did my A-levels in photography and then yeah I went to uni and just didn't even look at my camera (laughs) (laughs) did it have dust on it (laughs) pretty much yeah (laughs) um and then kind of towards the end of Covid was when I picked it up again and here you are that's so exciting so I'm really really excited for you and being your own boss sounds like amazing I know like people can struggle with it but you'll (laughs) never know unless you do it do you know what I mean so yeah so exciting and with your ME I'm just going to call it ME throughout this entire (laughs) process because I'm not going to be able to say that it's not going to roll off this Welsh girl's tongue perfect so at least we're on the same wavelength so when you had um me or when you were first going through the symptoms were you in university then or did it show before yes so i um halfway through my master's degree was when i got ill i got ill like I got ill seven days before Christmas. I remember that because my seventh, like Christmas was the seventh day and that was my first day out of bed since getting ill. So it was kind of like, maybe not halfway, like a third way through my master's degree, but it's 
I think I was experiencing like a lead up to getting ill like I was not very like mentally well and I think I was very vulnerable to getting ill and then I had the flu and then I think just the whole thing it was like my body went through like an internal explosion (laughs) oh my word (laughs) yeah I know so I think I was like noticing that I wasn't well originally but it was something that I could have potentially recovered from maybe if I hadn't had the flu and then that was what kind of like triggered the explosion so so you were struggling with your mental health and then you had the flu and if you've had the flu it is awful like I wouldn't recommend it for anybody (laughs) no Um, no So did you just never recover from the flu? Like, what did the symptoms look like? Pretty much. I, I like, I know the flu was the word. I'd never had it before. And I remember, like, crying to my mum being like, I I think I'm dying. (laughs) (laughs) I had the flu, like, Christmas just gone. And I was, like, preparing to say my goodbyes as well. And people think I'd be dramatic. If you you haven't had the flu, you just don't know. No, no, people just think it's a cold. And I'm like, it's really not. It's really not. But so when I had the flu, I just like I couldn't, I couldn't stand up. I couldn't do anything. I was like vomiting all of the time. I couldn't drink or eat anything. I couldn't sleep. Just just the standard flu things. Um, And a lot of those things kind of have carried through to my ME. Um, And when I get really unwell, it's like having the flu all over again but without actually having the flu it's a very strange thing what would a day with like awful symptoms be like or feel like so at my worst I am pretty much bed bound like I will need help like even getting to the toilet mm-hmm. <laughs> or the bath and yeah I won't be able to regulate my temperature at all um I'll get like cold sweats and there's so, there's so many things I won't be able to breathe properly either like it's really strange like I it feels like I can't get enough oxygen into my body which kind of contributes to not being able to get up um my heart rate sores like anything that I do it's like I've just run a marathon or something my body is heavy I can't move really yeah that sounds really really awful and I think because I've had the flu and this is like worse than the flu I just can't imagine like living with that like that's yeah. absolutely crazy so when you had the flu and then you just simply didn't recover how were you diagnosed did the doctors just say oh you've just got the flu so I I went to the doctors not long after I had finished with the flu I guess Um, because I tried to go back to uni this was just before like Covid came in so we were still going back in I went into uni one day and I got there and I just felt like so awful like it felt like just the train ride into uni and like completely wiped me out and my head was pretty much on like the table like asleep through the lecture and I was like I have to go home so I booked a doctor's appointment I think my parents were away at this point as well because my grandma took me to the doctor and the doctors were like hmm definitely sounds like you've had the flu but it sounds like you might have reinfected yourself which is why you feel like you have the flu again and I was okay that makes sense and then it just didn't it didn't ever go away and then I went through so many different things before being diagnosed with ME I 
thought I had an iron deficiency because I'd been anemic before. So I was like, well, these symptoms are kind of similar. Like I'm exhausted all the time. Um, I can't stay awake. So maybe it's that. So I took iron supplements and it did absolutely nothing. And then I was convinced that I had something wrong with my hormones because that can happen. And some of the symptoms were similar. So I went through like so many different procedures and I had like um, a hysteroscopy and like surgery for them to look at stuff <laughs> going on. And they were like, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong here. Um, and I was I kind of like at a point where I was like, I don't I don't understand. There is something wrong. I cannot function at all. And the doctors just are like, yeah, there's like everything is fine. They did blood tests. They were like, there's nothing wrong with you. And then my mum one day was like, maybe you've got ME. And I was like, no, no, I don't. No, it can't be ME because lots of people don't recover from ME. So I was like, no, I don't want to have ME. So therefore I do not have it. It took me a really long time to come around to the idea of having ME before I even like suggested it to the doctor. And then eventually, after like, I don't know how long it took me to go, maybe two years, I think, I contacted the doctor and I was like, I think, I think I have ME. <laughs> Can I see like an ME specialist? Which is a whole other story because that was, I mean, for a very long time, he just refused to call it ME. And I was like, but you've like taken me on as a patient under the ME clinic he was like well you know we don't really like labels and I was like it's not a label it's a, it's a medical yeah, term, it's a, medical term. <laughs> it's a diagnosis which I finally got out of him actually recently when he was like yeah we're going to discharge you and I was like can I just confirm with you that this is my diagnosis and he was like well yeah and I was like okay thank you so it's been like a really long journey to get the diagnosis and I think it's similar for other people because there's not any tests that you can do for it it's the thing you get diagnosed with once everything else has been ruled out oh okay throw every other test under the sun at you and then once none nothing comes back they're like okay (laughs) this is probably me so did you go through two years worth of going back and forth to the doctors to see if something was going on before you suggested it and they were like maybe yeah pretty that's much. crazy so pretty much, yeah do you think if like your mom didn't say you know it could be emmy do you think you'd be diagnosed now i think maybe i think i probably would have kept pushing with the doctors and it would have come up eventually but i don't i don't think emmy was actually in like my like register of things going on i'd never really heard of it before um, and what I had heard of it kind of scared me a little bit so I didn't want to acknowledge it um, so I think I probably would have got there in the end with the doctors because it's kind of where the road ends it's like the only place that they can get to I don't know how much longer it would have taken <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy and the fact that like you had to suggest it in the first place is a bit bonkers but I do I am like interested in like learning a bit more about your journey so you're doing your master's this happened about Christmas time so you wouldn't have finished by now so what did that last block of doing your master's look like when you were suffering with ME but you weren't yet diagnosed 
so I so I still had um up until summer the next year of my master's um and it and it was just as COVID hit as well so part like it's so strange because part of me like really felt quite comfortable in the lockdowns because suddenly there was no pressure to go anywhere or do anything and I could just stay in bed all the time and I could stay in bed and revise my exams and I could stay in bed and write my essays and there was no one there to be like you need to come into uni so but part of it was a bit of a, a I don't want to say a blessing because that's not the right word for COVID and the lockdowns at all but um it was I don't I don't know what the right word is did it, did it just help with like your lifestyle at the time yes yeah yeah it did um but it was hard I I had done a little bit of uni my my undergraduate with anemia and so I'd kind of struggled a little bit and understood how exhaustion affects studying but I just I, I literally would be taking my exams in bed I would wake up do an exam in bed and then go back to sleep again um and the first exam that I I did I was sitting up at a computer and I couldn't I couldn't focus I couldn't see like read the words on the screen I my head just kept dropping I could barely keep myself sitting up and I just had this this panic because I was like I don't how am I supposed to do an exam yeah I can't even sit upright um so it was it was really hard and there were so many points where I was like I should just I should just drop out because <laughs> this is this is almost impossible I'm kind of glad that I didn't because it feels like an incredible achievement but yeah proud of you I would never I would never have blamed myself for dropping out doing things like that that takes so much mental energy and a, a master's doing a master's in one year is tough it's yeah. really hard as it is and then to put on top of that a health condition that you have no idea what it is that you have no idea how to balance it or how to make things easier for yourself and all the time you're kind of trying to push through it because that's what you do when you're ill right that's what everyone else does you you push through it and then you get better which is what I was trying to do at the same time and I was only making myself worse so it was it was so hard (laughs) I can imagine I honestly even doing an undergraduate that was hard enough doing a master's and when you're ill as well it can't have been easy and I'm extremely proud of you for sticking it out on that journey because it must have been really really difficult but now that you're diagnosed have you are you on medication is there any sort of I don't know recovery in a way so this is this is the fun thing about Emmy is that currently there's nothing there is nothing that they can do at all apart from offer you therapy really um there's no treatment there's no medication um some people recover and some people recover and they swear by certain things and other things and other people will try these things and it just won't work for them um so, so I'm not on any medication at all or anything I just I just manage 
basically I have to just be sensible with how I spend my energy <laughs> which is the only like way forwards really for people with any which is really really grim <laughs> could you not maybe go out for a run or do anything like that just because it's just too energy consuming yeah so I basic I can't really go on walks let her go let alone running I used to be a runner and it was one of my favorite favorite things in the whole world and I tried so much when I didn't know what was wrong with me I would go out for a run and then I would be bed bound for days and I'd be like well if I just push through it I'll be fine I just maybe it's just because I haven't run in a long time and I've lost all my muscle or whatever I'll just I'll just go out for another one um whereas now like I've lost a lot of I don't know muscle and everything because I don't because I know that I shouldn't be going out and doing that stuff um so now I can't really walk much at all I I kind of I do walk on my photography sessions and I'm on my feet for those but I have to be really careful so I will rest like two or three days beforehand and not do anything and then have like two or three days built in afterwards to not do anything just so that I don't put myself in a really vulnerable and bad position um so I, no I can't even go out walking really that's <laughs> absolutely bonkers genuinely and I can't believe there's no sort of like help for it or any sort of recovery and like I know this sounds like a weird question but I didn't even know what Emmy was before we had a conversation today so if you ate more, would it give you more energy so then you could use it? No. <laughs> no. I, so this is the thing with Emmy is that people don't know what's going on. People don't understand it. And there's some research that people are doing to try and understand what happens when you have Emmy. But that's why there's no treatment is because people have tried things and it doesn't work. So it's not necessarily uh, this is what I thought at the beginning too I was like well I'm, calories give you energy eating gives you energy and also calories and exercise and all of this and that's what I tried when I was struggling with my energy but undiagnosed and it didn't do doesn't do anything <laughs> and so I assume I think it's probably reasonable to assume in the research as well that that's not quite how it works but nobody really knows how it works because yeah for such a long time it was assumed that it was like a psychological thing and that people were just not a, not making it up but it's yeah kind of a mind over matter yeah. thing and it's only really recently that people have begun to understand that it's it's actually like it's a it's a there is something happening in the body <laughs> that is not working correctly whether that's like some connections somewhere and not working whether there's still like I don't know some flu in me that is just basically constantly attacking my body whether it's like blood clots because a lot of like interest from long covid is now translating into ME like ME is starting to become a little bit more popular in research because because of long covid because they're so similar um which is great but yeah I I wish eating more <laughs> would give me more energy like if it did I would be running <laughs> <laughs> but no 
that's that's fascinating and i do hope that they do find some sort of recovery because it doesn't sound pleasant and earlier you mentioned how people are trying things that might work for them but might not work for others so have you tried anything i've tried so many things like what i've tried so many different supplements I've like tried basically everything under the sun. I've tried the expensive supplements, the store-bought supplements. My mum and I tried like holistic therapies, um, which were incredibly expensive. And um, I just, nothing was happening. So I was like, okay, let's just not go any further with this because we're just spending so much money <laughs> right now. Um, I've tried... So at the beginning, I tried eating and I tried doing exercise, pushing through it. I've tried just so many, so many different things. <laughs> oh, my word. And nothing. <laughs> nothing, nothing at all. The only thing that has worked is understanding what, like, my energy limit is and not surpassing it. <laughs> that's, Which, yeah. that's, like, interesting when you say it. And I do wonder if this sort of so like the me is only triggered if you've had a previous sort of illness so I, would it just happen to somebody if they were in a healthy sort of state yeah so there have been loads of people that have who have been healthy in quotation marks who have got an illness and that's triggered it that's i think that's how most people get me it comes a lot from the flu and from glandular fever i think a lot of people have glandular fever and then get me after that but there are people do get it from just burnout as well that's happened but it, most commonly it comes from having like a really bad illness oh my word and i think we've sort of just like discussed this already but what advice would you give yourself or others that might be going through the diagnosis system but not entirely sure if it's Emmy? Be, be patient, but also, like, push your doctors. Like, I know doctors have so much going on and they don't always get things right. But if you, if you think you have something, push and be like, there is something not right with me. Because the doctors kept saying, oh, your blood tests are fine. They're, it just, it's probably just, it. you're probably just like ill. It's like it will pass. And I was like, I, I've been this way for three and a half years. Like it's not going anywhere. Um, so like stand your ground. And also it, it really sucks. If you think you have ME, it really sucks because you kind of know that more likely than not, you're not going to get better. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really really sad but it's the truth yeah and so make make people aware of it and make connections with other people with emmy like i have followed so many people on twitter now with emmy because it's so validating to see other people go through the same thing and how they come to deal with it but also how they hate it too like they will say on Twitter, like, this is really, this really sucks. Like this, I hate it. And I will go, yeah, okay. I don't need to be, po like, I don't need to think positive. Like I can be 
this sucks this is really bad and I hate it I hate being in bed so like sugar coating something like this especially when people are going through it and then there's people like myself who just don't have a clue what it is like when we first started messaging and you were like oh yeah I would like to chat about Emmy I was like what on earth is Emmy like can you explain to me something please I know it just it just doesn't cross my like path in life so it's really really nice that you're on this podcast raising awareness chatting about it i will other charities because if there's charities i will definitely link them in the description yeah there is there is i think there's the emmy association which is like the main one and maybe the only one that i can think of off the top of my head there are others but that's the one that i know of most and i follow them on everything because they're generally pretty good with producing advice and they produce these like information things for people who support people with Emmy so they can learn about it in a in a way that they're not like learning this information or anything that makes sense um, yeah so they're they're really good um has cannot, sorry <laughs> carry on carry on well, I was just going to say, I can't, I know that there are others, but my brain just, I cannot think of another one no, right now. I'll give it a little research and if you can <laughs> find any, I'll put it in the, res- uh, the description box. But I'm, I have one question and it's just a question that I'd be really interested in knowing. You don't necessarily have to answer it, but I was just wondering, has it affected your mental health? Because I can imagine going from one lifestyle and then being forced into another can't mm. have been an easy sort of transition no it was it was really I don't know I feel like I've been through lots of different ways that it has affected my mental health when I was unsure of what it was and undiagnosed I was frustrated all the time and I just thought that there was something well there was something physically wrong with me but like when I when I say that I thought that there was something wrong with me I mean something a little bit different like I was I just I don't know I just thought that there was something wrong with me that I wasn't not like every other person recovers from the flu why couldn't why wasn't I um so I was really frustrated at the beginning and when you don't know what's going on with you there's no like way to look forwards like there's nothing it just everything in the future felt kind of cloudy and I was like I don't know where I'm going because I don't know what I have um and then when I kind of came to terms with it being Emmy, um I think at that point I'd had enough like practice at kind of the frustration that I knew how to get past that but the realization that it might be something that I never recover from is is really hard like generally I'm okay but the days where I'm really unwell or when I see friends go to parties in the evening or when my family wants to go out for dinner or even when I see a, like a runner like I know I said that running was like my favorite thing if I see a runner I, there's just a little bit in me that just goes but that that was my life yeah and, and now my life is sitting on the sofa sometimes even struggling to get to the sofa from my bed um so it doesn't affect like my mental health generally is relatively stable but I will just have days where I feel so incredibly down 
because it just feels like there's nothing <laughs> there's nothing at all but yeah well um, I'm extremely proud of you like it can't be easy and yeah there needs to be more awareness about ME because it sounds awful it really, like <laughs> yeah it's not fun <laughs> and I, I do feel for you and yeah you're a very very inspiring like person like really <laughs> and I do wish you like all of the best of luck with your photography like do you have an Instagram page because I can link it in the description box if you've got your photography bits on there yeah I do it's Charlotte Dormoy photography <laughs> perfect I will pop that in the description box guys go give it a follow <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're very very welcome and yeah it's been it's been such a pleasure like having you on the podcast and if there's any sort of thing you want to say before we close up please talk away <laughs> I don't even know it's just been it's it's nice to talk about it with someone who wants to listen like yeah. a lot of people think they they know what ME is and a lot of people think that you can just get better by choosing I don't know but choosing a supplement or like your question earlier about eating more like a lot of people will like go out of their way and to make suggestions about things that they assume that people haven't already tried and if there's one thing that I could say to people that are listening it would be like just just ask people about how they're doing and what they've tried don't don't give people advice because people like me they feel desperate at the beginning and they try everything they can and so when you start saying oh have you tried this have you tried this have you tried this it can be really defeating (laughs) to feel like no one wants to understand um so it's really nice to be able to talk about a condition that a lot of people think they know but they don't (laughs) yeah I get that completely and thank you so much for being on the podcast I'll say it like again and again and again it really does mean a lot and you've raised awareness about ME and like I've said before I didn't know what ME was before having this conversation so thank you you're so welcome it's just so nice to talk about it and I know that when I was going through it, I was completely alone. So it's nice to be able to talk about something that maybe will help someone to not feel (laughs) as alone. But thank you so much. I've literally enjoyed this so much. You as well. And to my listeners, I'll catch you in my next one. Bye.